Hey folks, welcome to Pro Football Ireland on this lovely, lovely cold December Wednesday morning. Rolling into week 15 this weekend, Michael McQuaid. Mark Hogan is too busy getting engaged in the US. Congrats to him and Linnea. Uh, so I'm joined myself this week for an express version of Scal and NFL with the main man himself, Mr. James Scal. James, Kajay, what's the crack? How are we? Good. How's everything? Good. I... Uh, Sat up to four o'clock watching Danny Cutlets or what? What's his name? This New York Giants quarterback, Devito. Ami Cutlets, Danny Cutlets, Danny Devito. That's why I'm saying Danny, isn't it? Yeah, Ami Devito still lives with his parents. Imagine. Exactly. He's, he's, he's actually ripping it up. I have a friend actually who was a Giants fan. <clears throat> I was talking this morning, just gave him a call for the crack, and uh, thinking he'd be kind of extremely happy, you know, with the victory and, and the manner in which they won. But he sounded kind of depressed. I said, what's wrong, man? Why, why are you so depressed? He goes, do you realize we are stuck with Daniel Jones? <laughs> and now we've seen what that man can do, let's say, or other, other quarterbacks can do with the same weapons. So he said, I'm in for a couple of years of mediocrity. Where everyone is, is so happy that DeVito is shooting the lights out, they have to go back to Danny Dimes next year. Tough spot. <laughs> it's funny because like, we're, we're obviously talking Tuesday evening, and I, I, I got into like the pre-Christmas mode, James, and was like, I'm going to stay up. I'm going to watch Monday Night Football. I went to bed at halftime thinking I'm a genius here. Packers will win this game. The Dolphins will run away with the other one. Woke yeah. up and went, holy God, not the case at all. But then seeing them kissing and all that, I mean, are, are you a big Sopranos fan? Are you a big fan of the Godfather back in the day? Or? Um, I love the Godfather. I love the Sopranos. I, I, I find myself catching up on clips every now and then again. And I'm, I'm in the mode, the mode now where I'm going to start the Sopranos all over again because I've practically forgotten most of it. You know, I wouldn't be one of those guys who knows every single scene. So it would be like watching a new series again. I did it with Peaky Blinders recently. So I told the missus, let's go for the Sopranos next. So let's do it. But okay. yeah, yeah. Strange. Like, I was the same way as you. Like, I, I checked in halfway through the second quarter specifically now on the on the Dolphins game and I just said this game's over this game is done and talk about a capitulation Jesus so you had a wee late night as well mate I was going to say nice. what happens is like between kids waking up and you know yourself now baby beside me crying I do lean over check in and fell in the scores and then lean back in you know, that kind of way <laughs> just check in and if something like this happened I'll, I might stay awake and if it's not I'll try to get back to sleep yeah it's been broken sleep for the last five years, Mike. You're making the most of a, of a not a negative situation, but a situation where you're losing your sleep. You're making well, the most of it, to be fair. It is negative. I think that's for sure. I do be napping his head in the morning. I'm not a morning person at all. I tell you what, going by our WhatsApp communications, you think you are because you're on the ball by on, on a Tuesday morning. I, I I have to give it to you. It's can you believe it's week 15 of the season this weekend? No, it's I can't. hard to believe. Games on Saturday, James. What's yeah. what's the, what's the plan there? Do you, do you let the wife watch Strictly miss the first game or what? what's the plan? No. There's no, no such thing. No notion. NFL is NFL. NFL is, is, is it takes uh, second place behind religion. Or ahead of religion, should I say. <laughs> Don't tell the priest that. She knows that too. She knows it's for a specific period. Like she gets the television for, you know, Saturday and Sundays for like seven months. She'll just give it to me for five. Four or four and a half for five. But now she's doing things with the Patriots are going so bad that I shouldn't be watching it, which is BS. Blackable offence BF me. That's uh, that's a decent and f- fair play there for being not locked in there. I have to give it to her. Like that that that's fair enough. My plan is Saturday evening, 
watch the early kickoff in the Premier League. Don't watch anything the rest of the day and let her have the TV for Strictly. And then... Right. Nine o'clock you're, comes Steelers against the Colts. Boom. You're, I do, you're a better man than me. Would you, would you ever go on the Irish version of Strictly or, or, or are we going too far now? Would Not you strictly. do it back? Aye. Dancing with the Stars. But yeah. Can I, can I, can I curse this? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> All right. No, no. You hate this. I already put myself in the firing line too much of some of this shit. So I know I won't be that good. You see, you see, you see the odd like football player or, or odd former hurler does it, and I I couldn't do it. But I I couldn't do it because it it looks like it looks like hard work. That's coming on in the next few weeks. So you got it. You got to lay the seeds. So for me, it's like if I let her watch that this Saturday, then we'll be grand, and then I'll get to watch the Steelers game. Broncos Lions is the late game on Saturday night. She's yeah. ready. Easy, mate. Easy. Um. And then obviously next week it's a Christmas weekend as well. What was the? Uh, I feel like we should have a segment. But what, what was the, the main takeaway from week fourteen for you? Oh God, there was there was actually a couple. I to be honest, um, Patrick Mahomes is a crybaby. Um, <laughs> to uh, can't win without Tyreek. I think Miami actually. I think looking a bit deeper into this now, uh, and the manner in which Miami lost is one thing. But when it comes to the end of the season and they're looking for the number one spot AFC seed, they're going to rule this chance, I think. They're going to, they're going to rule this this game whereby, a bit like the Patriots a couple of years ago, do you remember the, the miracle in Miami? That cost them a number one seed to touch them, like, cost them a championship. But here we are and they've got, they, like, Miami have the Jets, they have Dallas, they have the Ravens and they have the Bills left. So they're, well, they're four tough games. There are four really tough games. So I think at the end of it, if they come out with the number two seed, they'll be happy. But if they, I think they look back and say, shit, we should have got the number one here. So probably the story of the weekend is Miami potentially, who who looks themselves as a kind of a Super Bowl type team, uh, will look back on this, this this loss and say that it actually has done more damage than, than I'd say one would believe right now. And again, the extent of Tyreek's injury, who knows? I think it's the ankle, Mike. Is it? It, it seems ankle, to be, ankle. yeah. Yeah, it, it seems to be. And he was he went down in the first half as well. And then suddenly get up again. It was one of those things. I I, I couldn't believe it waking up and seeing that game. And we, we can sit here and we can talk about Will Levis and we can talk about the fight, the desire for the Titans, but for the, the Dolphins to be in, and just like you said, James, for, for the Dolphins to be in the situation that they were in to then suddenly lose that game is just... Yeah. It's inexcusable. Cruel. Like, what what happens now if, if the Dolphins... Which, which could happen here. The Dolphins could lose three of the next four games. And you might say that's ridiculous. But they're playing Dallas, they're playing Baltimore, and they're playing Buffalo. So they could potentially lose three three in the games. What happens in a mad world if the Bills pass them out? You know, it's mad, I know it's a mad world, but like... It could, I no, it, it could happen. It could happen. I didn't think the Bills win at the weekend, truthfully. I thought they'd get beaten, especially in, in Ireland. But like, they were full value for their victory. But the Chiefs have been stuttering over the last couple of weeks, you know, particularly four weeks. And um, I just think the frustrations that Mahomes showed at the end of the game is, yes, it's on the call. Well, I think it's more than that if you ask me. I just think there's frustration build, building up in him over the last month that just came out just like a coke block and getting shaken. You know, it just, it just came out and, and, and where they got towards the referees. So Kansas, yeah, they're going down in my pecking order, Mike. They're heading south. For people, you're talking about heading south, people, for anyone in the north, and this is, a, this is a welcoming podcast, if you've never watched this young man in this podcast play hurling or if you've never watched Gaelic football, GEA is is rough and there's things there, there's a bit of crack, there's pushing, there's shoving. 
have you, James, have you ever seen anybody go as far as Mahomes the overnight? Because he, he went there, man. He went there, like. Um, like you saying against what he said to Josh Allen or what he said after the game? More, the more just, to, to be honest, James, that there, but more so his attitude. Like, the fact yeah. that he stormed off. Now, look, obviously there's all there's there's meme moments in the ga where you have people running on, pushing the ref and stuff. That now, of course, that that's a whole different conversation. But yeah. I, I don't, I, I, especially in football, anyway, I cannot recall a time when a player is going on like that after a game. It was just shocking. I thought, to be honest with you, no, it, I suppose in in GA circles, it's, it's always a disgruntled supporter that managed to break breaks his way through security or in in through in from the stands to get at a referee. You know, that's always the way that. Whether you remember the Mayo supporter against Kerry or the loud supporter when Meath won the Leinster final go back years ago, uh, it's always one of those. I, I can't remember either a player who would be as, let's call it emotional, as Patrick Mahomes was on the sideline. Because you have you have fellow Chiefs players and coaches trying to hold him back. Don't hold him back. What's he going to do? Is he going to go and clatter the, 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 the sideline judge? No, he's not. What do you mean? I just thought it just... It, 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 I suppose it was. A, it looked worse than it actually was. You know what I mean? I don't think. I just think he was just angry and cracked. And I, as I said, I, I repeat, it's. I think it's an accumulation of his probably his emotions over the last month because things haven't been going at the clockwork like they used to be. Other teams are flying by them. But in GA circles, I just think that people, especially all the players, they have way more wherewithal to know you don't do that. Yes, you'll have a schmuzzle every now and then. Don't get me wrong. You'll say something, but and everything just stays in the pitch and. Yeah, it's something that gives you a dunch, you give him a dump back. That's it. But you don't lose the head publicly in front of cameras, like worldwide audience, then repeat it again, you know, at the handshake with Josh Allen, then repeat it again at the podium for the presser. It just, it didn't look, it wasn't a good look for Patrick Mahomes, a guy who, I suppose, can be classed as one of the, the golden boys in his head. Look at it, I don't like him anyway, so fuck him. With that. I can just imagine Mark Hogan eating the pastrami sandwich wherever he is in the States, listening to this going, Jesus, here we go. Um, it was like the Diddy Edge Ogba. It's an effing disgrace moment in the in the NFL by 10. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a disgrace. I thought he embarrassed himself. And I thought if it was any other team, it would be an absolute disaster. Now, I know people are listening to this, James, three days after said incident happened. But I sat from here to the back wall from that holding incident in the Super Bowl. I just find it hilarious that they can come on, Mahomes can come on and say the world's against them. Yeah. They ruined a classic game that night. And like I, it's pure BS. And you, you, can go, you can go back and look at any amount of calls that happened uh, in, in Mahomes' favour. It happens every team. Look, these things, they, they swing in balance. It happens. Like, I don't think there's any, any team, bar Man United and Bar, that gets screwed more, more than others, you know. I think, it, truthfully, I think it balances out. And the refs across the board are universally brutal. I mean that in the, in the greatest respect as possible, but they are. The, even the ref system is a jaded system of the NFL right now. They're absolutely brutal pro- across the board. So you're you're bound to be on the receiving end of a bad call. But the thing is, that wasn't a bad call. Like if you look at the the parallel shot or the perpendicular shot, to the line scrimmage, Tony is a mile offside. A mile offside, like you know, he's way ahead of the ball. And then to say that they want the ref to forewarn them, I mean, Lord, stop. You know, it's I actually heard Richard Sherman talking today and he made a great point. He said 95% of the calls uh, go in favour of the offence. Always. They go in favour of the offence, you know. So, so I says when, when things don't go in favour of the offence, they start screeching. But look, I thought it was a good call with the ref. Just gave him a home bite to move on. 
Um, we've seen some news, and I want to briefly touch on this before I get in trouble. There's been some news locally. Um, now, James, obviously, you, you come from a hurling background uh, in terms of your career. Uh, there's been some news about potentially Gaelic footballers playing in the NFL. I'm not going to go into names. I'm not going to talk about it. I don't want to get in trouble. Jose Mourinho, if I speak, I get in trouble. However, the NFL have said to my dear friend, Nathan Johns. Now, Nathan, if you're listening to this, James, Nathan's got potentially the best hair in Dublin. Sensational. Have you ever met him before, Nate? Irish Times guy. Lovely guy. Lovely guy. But he's been given a statement saying for the first time, the NFL is currently scouting kickers and punters as part of its international player pathway program. More detailed information is going to be available in the coming weeks. Basically, we're looking at the new year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention any names. I'm not going to. Get, I, I am not. I am not getting this company in trouble seven weeks out from the Super Bowl. But what I will say is, um, it's one thing. Fo- like it, it's really interesting to potentially see how a footballer could make their way to the NFL. Potentially, I'm talking Gaelic footballer, James, but also hurlers as well. Like they're they're not really being thought of it because obviously you're using. A hurl is a different method of playing and you're not using your foot as much for, per se, but well, they're still elite athletes, you know? Yeah, I just think mechanics, it's, it's the mechanics of it all. And I think if you look at um, the guys who were being mentioned, um, you know, who, who, who are potential candidates for the pathway program, you look at their style, it's very suited to, to a kicker, whereby it's, you know, short step, easy stroke, kind of try try kick the ball a mile. Um, so as in more than boxing, they say styles make fights, which are style as a kicker, style as a puncher. You know, uh, in terms of the, the the distance you can gather, you can gather or generate over a small space, which obviously we've seen these 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 footballers can. Uh, it's crucial. It's crucial to it all. So like you can take the the best athlete in in Gaelic football, uh, outfield player, and he might be useless as a kicker. So that's why I think you look at the goalies who have, who have more you know generic style towards ground kicking or, or should be viewed more. Ireland, not a chance, Mikey. You know, the mechanics of it is way different. You know, so I think if you're trying to equate a sport, oh God, like hurling, you're probably you're obviously going to turn towards baseball for the hand-eye coordination, speed, size of ball, power, striking, or maybe cricket the push with baseball. I actually remember there was a thing. Do you remember there was a thing on, on television before where sports people used to swap roles in Ireland? I think Jackie Cheryl actually, the Kenny Hurler. What was that called again? Fuck, I can't. Trading place is not trader. I can't remember what it was, to be honest. Was he in the on it as well? I think he was. I think Ian O'Shea tried out the NFL and did, did a bit of a, he did a, a workout. I think he got on brutally. <laughs> I met Ian a few weeks ago. Um, nice the Steelers. Yeah, lovely fellow. I told him it was from Tyrone he wasn't happy, I don't think, so I sort of just left it at that. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, have you ever played football? Have you ever done duel yourself? No? Uh, more rugby for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, get, get, getting football was always like an underage thing. Coincide on the 14th, 15th, but rugby was one that I carried forward to my senior day. Let's, let's just say it suits the persona. We've. It's funny because obviously my like, and we'll get back to the NFL talk in a second, folks. But my county obviously is primarily Gaelic football. But we've got the odd hurling club. We got Owen Rua just down the road from me, uh, who. Uh, Damien Casey played for them before he God rest him a couple of years ago passed away uh, we have them and then a, a, a lot of the lads are dual so it's interesting to see but it's interesting to hear your thoughts on the mechanics as well it's it's that thing I we, we, we've got about 10 minutes I, I have to talk about this here and there'll, there'll be more there'll be more on what we've just talked about very soon I mean just do a quick Google folks I can't talk about it you know what I mean yeah. Um, 
I can't. Um very, very exciting times. Very exciting times. Um I watched Call of Game Day on Saturday and seen Bill Balachek put a helmet on his uh helmet on his head. Yeah. Woke up on Sunday morning. Who was following us on Twitter? Pat McAfee, because they're all they're all coming over next year for this college game. Big up the Pat. Dropping us a wee follow on the other tweet box. We'll try and get him in this podcast, James. Jesus. See the crack. Hasn't he, I have to say, hasn't he rewritten the role of whether it be a podcaster, a host? He's made it kind of he's made it very relevant. I mean he's completely I think he's he's broken down the wall of being able like if someone ever says to you, you can't do this or you can't speak to this person. I think he's broken down that wall. Now, do you think we could have done this five years ago? I honest to God, I have no idea. You know, I think it's yeah. complete. Obviously, COVID has changed a lot of things, but Pat's show is so dynamic and he's so dynamic himself that he makes it work. But look, I was like a fan girl. I woke up and go, oh my God, McAfee's following us. Here we go. Holy S-H-I-T. But what, what we need to talk about, obviously, folks, if you're listening to this for the first time, God help you, but... Anyone listening to this every week for the last few weeks knows that James is a massive Patriots fan. I have to say, when they had Robert Kraft on, I thought McAfee went too far. And for people listening, McAfee basically insinuated that I don't, you know, I I feel for you for the decision that you're you're about to have to make. And everybody, James, everyone at the table was like, oh, and McAfee just didn't care. And then Kraft shook his hand. He said, I'm not going to ask you what you have to do. He said, we all know what you're going to do, but you can't see it. I mean, sweet Jesus, you're talking to a billionaire businessman here who's won six Super Bowls. <laughs> sort of and, and the guy was on the show. At the, like, you know what I mean? Did you crash space, did you? Oh, oh he, 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 he didn't know what to do. And, and it, this is not like, is it? This wasn't like, it wasn't on like an exclusive cable network where like, say if it was on Sky Sports, I have a few, a good few people watching it. Or if it was GA or whatever, you've got to select people watching it. Yada yada yada, but the reality is, it was an ESPN. Like this yeah. is not like. So Oregon Oh, are you convinced now after his reaction to that he's gone? Do you think like because Kraft like I think that would have been the opportunity for Kraft to come out and say absolutely not. Yeah, no, yeah. I I I can't see a world whereby whatever role Bill Belichick takes, he doesn't take the GM role. I think he wants GM. I think he wants full outright decision making. Um, so if if he was to relinquish the GM role, you know, what I'm saying, if I just can't see it. The only way I think Kraft actually keeps him is if he takes some more of the, you know, the decision making back, puts in a GM, and then leaves Belichick to the coaching. But I just, I just can't see it, mate. You know what I mean? Belichick is too long in the game to be at that. You know, he's 23 years there, 24 years there, whereby he's he's had full control. Kraft has has listened to his every move, and and taken it on board, and and. You know, it's been largely successful for the most part. So I, I do think he's gone. I think he's he's heading away. Now, where he goes, I haven't got a clue. I don't, I don't know what. There's no team that actually stands out to me that say that fits. It just doesn't make sense to me, you know. Whereby they're crying for... I don't know how the Raiders are crying for a GM and, and a coach, but... Chargers. Like, Chargers, yeah. Like, I don't know, Herbert is a class sport. You've got Herbert, who's the, who's not... It's been announced literally during yeah. his podcast he, that he's out for the season. I, I can't see anywhere apart from L.A., and it's yeah. like, do you really want to go? Like, does he just want the record now and he wants to win a ring? Like, that's... Well, yeah, like, 
I'd imagine he's full of pride too. You know yourself, Belichick, although he mightn't come across it, has a huge ego as well. Definitely a huge ego. And all that's been written about, you know, Tom obviously being the swaying influence on the Patriots winning Super Bowls over the last 12 months, Brady, that has to get at him. It has to, no matter what you say. So I think he wants to either A, prove prove it again, or B, go to another franchise and, and stick it to someone. But, like, it's, it's, it's a tough one to answer. Like, like, it's very hard for me to see how he says in New England because our, our defense has been savage. Like, we have the number one run defense in the league, you know, in terms of points conceded. I think we're top five, I think, as far as I know. So, like, we're not as if we're getting crucified every game. So, like, our defense is, is legit, but our spinning on offense has just been terrible. And it's been historically terrible. So, I think it needs, it's needing a change. And I think the people of Boston, too, from what I know, are looking for some youthful energy to match the likes of Miami or to match the likes of, you know, LA, Green Bay, etc. Well, we should have had you on the Irish Sears podcast last week. I tell you what, I was sitting, sitting as if now I'm taking every, taking every hat off for a second, thinking, oh, should I beat the Patriots? And oh my God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, um, wasn't to be. Big, big win for New England. All the fans in Pittsburgh going mad last week on Thursday Night Football. Before we go, James, just finally, um, there's a few standouts in week 15. And like, we're, we're now getting into that time where. The college football season is pretty much over apart from the bowl games. The NFL is putting games on this Saturday night. There's games on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day next week. Don't worry, I'm not going to have you doing a podcast on St. Stephen's Day. Don't worry. We'll just we'll just save it for like a bonus whenever Belichick gets fired on like Black Monday. Unless you want me to be in a, in a public house surrounded by a few of my mates, I'll do it. Don't want them. <laughs> I'll meet you there. I'll, I'll, I'll drive down from Clonus where I'm having the in-laws on, on, on Stephen's Day. Very quickly, uh, Bills Cowboys Sunday night. Who's going to win? Game is in, I want to say the game is in Highmark Stadium in Buffalo. I'm nearly certain it's in, it is. It's in Bills, yeah. You've got uh, three it's, games. It's in Buffalo. Out. It's in Buffalo. Yeah, three games I picked out was the Broncos at the Lions, um, the Cowboys. I, I, I have the Broncos winning that, you know. I really, I, I think they'll win the game. Yeah, Lions aren't, they weren't impressed the last day at all, and Broncos needed. So the, the Broncos needed. So I, I had the Broncos win that one. I had, obviously, the Cowboys Bills, it's in uh, Upper State, New York. Cowboys are coming off a serious run, has to be said. Very, very impressive the last you know, number of weeks. Hard to call. You'd say the Cowboys, like, if they're worth their salt, they should be able to go into Buffalo and take, take a victory. But it's such a hard game to call. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo came away and win. You know, it's just, I just, it's hard for me to see how the Buffalo defense will stifle the, the Dallas offense. Simple as that. Um, Is it Christmas mode for Scahill on Monday night? Seahawks, Eagles? No, I was looking more towards Ravens, Jags as well. There's an upset come on summer, Mike. I'm not sure where it is. I'm not sure that's what week. Huge, that's a huge game. If, yeah, with with the game. AFC ramifications, that is absolutely huge on Sunday night. That game is in Jacksonville. Oh, get, you know what? Give me Jacksonville Sunday night football. Why not? <laughs> it's a brave call now. Not quite that brave just yet. Head the mass sort of call. There was a braveness. Um, yeah. is, it, is it too early towards Christmas for you to set up on Monday night football and watch it? Is it too early? A bit early. No, it's not. Be grand. It's barely. Well, speaking of somebody on Sunday night and Monday night last week, I'm in bits. I'm in bits. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. You were telling me it's be grand. I have to be. I tell you what, that that, that Sunday night game is going to be one to watch. James, we, we, we'll we have the full crew back next week. We'll go, we'll, we'll go 40, 45 minutes. Maybe that IPP announcement might happen then and we can talk about it. But for now... Uh, Go get some dinner, man. Chat to you soon. Thanks, Mike. See ya.